0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, if you hate the rule, change the rule. A 30-second shot clock? Sure. But does BYU really benefit from that?
1: BYU baseball hammers Utah. Head coach Mike Littlewood tells us why the Cougars are so much better than the Utes. And what's in store this weekend at Santa Clara. Plus, we unveil Poetry Corner. A beloved member of BYU Sports Nation sends
0: in 10 stanzas of awesomeness. Let's do this. Leroy Niggins!
2: This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV
0: and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation Live and Radio Vision presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. What a start to Wednesday, May 13th. Wherever and however you're dialed in, glad to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with World of Warcraft team coordinator, Jerem Jordan.
1: Listen, I give our chances of succeeding this time, this show, 33.3%. Repeating, of course. <laughs> I do. Oh. That's, that's low. Maybe it should be 66.6. Repeating, of course. 66 is six, six, a six, 7. BYU football. Shout out to Texas Instruments.
0: Yeah, BYU football. In California, well, several members of uh, the BYU football team at the BYU Fan Fest. Dave Rose as well at BYU Basketball. Bronze, or Corbin Caffucci, uh some of the the basketball guys down there. Meeting fans in Southern California. That's very cool. I was wondering why Bronco and the coaches were on the beach, like, surfing and taking pictures. And I was like, Hashtag oh,
1: yeah. pasty white guys. Fan Fest. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Chad Lewis sent a tweet out. It uh, said, surfing Cotton's Point in San Clemente with Bronco. Byron Rex, another Tight great end. BYU tight end and some great BYU guys. Hit it! That's what he said yesterday. That's awesome. We know that Bronco loves to surf, and so getting a surf on, man. Yeah, how would he? I... Pad... He paddle boards out at Utah Lake a lot too. Like if he plays on a Saturday, he'll go out Friday.
0: That's on. that's how he.
1: Now everyone's going to hang out at Utah Lake looking for Bronco. Zone. I know. On Where
0: is Bronco? <laughs> Bronco? Sorry, man. BYU and TMZ. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The Conversation Alive the 24-7. The show that will never happen that gets yes. sold every month. You know what's what funny? What if we do a TMZ show here? No. <laughs> Taysom Hills walking out of J-Dogs. Uh, what do you think about Nebraska? <laughs> Did you watch Dancing with the Stars last night,
0: Taysom? <laughs> like what? <laughs> That'd be what? so dumb. Our Conversation what's going on at Belmont? Alive 24-7. Use the hashtag BYUS and Be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Members
1: always welcome. Listen up, yo. How would BYU basketball benefit from a 30-second shot clock? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At BYUFan1995. Less energy consumed on the defensive end, plus more offensive chances, equal more points, equal more wins. Good thought to that. The NCAA is meeting right now to figure out rule changes. Shot clock being discussed. We'll break it down in a moment. What impact would that have for BYU? Play you use rule hashtag BYU potentially
0: Western? give BYU a single digit seed in the NCAA tournament. Mm.
1: Think about that. Now we're talking.
0: The rest of your BYU Sports Nation headlines coming your way. BYU baseball smashes Utah 16 to 6 last night. Yes. To take the season series 2 to 1. Yes. The Utes have not beaten BYU in a season series since 1998. Domination. BYU at Santa Clara tomorrow. That's the game seasons? that really matters in their pursuit of a WCC postseason tournament spot. Mike Littlewood coming up on the show in oh, about 12, 13 minutes.
1: Men's soccer makes its home debut tonight in the U.S. Open Cup, 9.30 Eastern time against Harpo's FC. If you're local, you can go to that game. If not, it's broadcast on, you, on the YouTube.
0: If they win, what happens next? We'll ask their head coach, Chris Watkins, also on the show today. BYU backup offensive lineman Quinn Lawler, drafted by the Montreal Alouettes with the 48th pick, in the CFL draft last night. He was a backup lineman.
1: But he's Canadian. So he got drafted in the CFL. Nice. Good luck, Into Quinn. Into CFL. Yeah. Rise Wait. and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it and so are we. It's What's
0: Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Revamp the rule book. The NCAA rules committee have commenced meetings to discuss proposed rule changes within college basketball. Commenced, a very formal verb. Nice. You're welcome. Headlining the discussions, a proposition to move the now 35-second shot clock to a 30-second shot clock and speed up the pace of play.
1: Please. Please. They tweeted out this morning, by the way, at March Madness. They said, uh, MBB rules major topics so far. One, four-foot restricted area arc. So that's under the bucket. Uh, You can't be... You know, called for a charge under there. Two, lower defensive box. I don't know what that means. Three, reduced shot clock. Yeah, that's the big one. Four, timeouts resuming play more quickly. That's the other big one. Yeah. For me. I anyway. mean, we're, we're, you're talking about TV timeouts at that point because thir- you have, you know, four 30s and 160.
0: There are like 74 timeouts in a college basketball
1: game. Oh, especially in the NCAA tournament. You're, you're making money. You're making dough.
0: It's ridiculous. So, yeah, let's assess that. Today, we focus our attention specifically on, however, the shot clock going from 35 seconds to that proposed 30 seconds. Now, why?
1: Biggest thing they could discuss and change.
0: Why is the committee even discussing this? Well, here's why. One, fans are bored out of their minds watching teams score in the low 50s and win? Not a great product. Well,.
1: Well, I, we tend to make fun of the Big Ten when it comes to this. They put two teams in the Final Four. Yeah, but
0: Wisconsin's—they're not a low-scoring team, and Bolt Ryan, their coach, kept Michigan saying things State about that. Michigan
1: State pushed it too. Yeah, yeah. But there's, yeah, there. I I don't watch a ton of regular season college basketball outside of BYU cause you I, and the rest of most of the nation. One because of sometimes style of play, but it's mostly because the regular season just doesn't matter as much as the end of the season. Do you get hot? Do you get a good seed? Even you can be a seven and be Michigan State and still get to the Final Four. Uh, you know, Connecticut and Kentucky did it as seven and eights the year before. Whatever, right? So if the pace of play was changed, to me, I might be more apt to tune in for Duke, North Carolina, if I think that it will be a more exciting brand. Yes,
0: the product is more exciting.
1: I'm not going to watch a random garbage game, though, just because, whereas college football, I might. For some reason, football is different to me. Listen to these like, numbers. I'll, I'll watch. I'll watch the Mac on a Tuesday night. It's funny that you bring this up. TV
0: ratings are down, way down for college basketball. In fact, College Hoops averaging 434,000 viewers per game. That's across ESPN, Fox, and the CBS Networks that's for not regular a season num- games. That's
1: not a good number. You think, well, 434,000 people? There's 350 million Americans. No.
0: Yeah, not, not great. Okay, compare that to college football, which you just brought up, Jerem. Is, is 1.9
1: million viewers
0: per regular season
1: game. Football, the most popular American religion.
0: Five times more viewers per regular season game for college football. That's staggering. Okay. So, but if a little change can make the product more exciting, great. Why not? The NCAA has been called out by prominent coaches and analysts that say, we need a change.
1: And the NCAA tournament was one thing. And then there was the others that don't really matter. NIT, CBI, CIT. They all ran with the 30 second shot clock. And we didn't, I didn't hear anything about how that went because no one cares about those tournaments. I'm talking to you, Brian Logan. <laughs> Now, from a BYU
0: perspective, the initial reaction may be, "Well, what's the big deal? BYU plays fast anyway, so not concerned about it." Moving on, but here's why all of you should absolutely hope that this 30 second shot clock becomes an NCAA reality.
1: Oh, it will. There's, they they can't talk about it this much and then not do it. Ways it will help BYU along with the
0: rest of the NCAA. One. BYU wants to play at a faster pace. Well, guess what? A 30-second shot clock would then force the hand of opponents to
1: play at a faster pace. That plays perfectly into what BYU does. So much of the conversation in basketball, well, who will dictate the tempo? BYU wants a fast pace of play, and and if the game dictates that it's faster, that helps BYU. Plus, guess what? They don't have to defend as long. Ah, there's number two. BYU gets to play defense for five seconds less. How many times was there a foul or a bucket made in the last five or ten seconds of the shot clock against BYU this past season? It seemed like that happened a lot. It's tough to defend for 35 seconds. In football, if you're a cornerback to defend Brian Logan, how long did he have to defend some guys? Like two or three, two or three seconds a lot of times. Longer plays, five plus seconds. you talk about 35 seconds? Of defending, I know it's a different sport, but the principle applies.
0: Well, guess what? Teams like San Diego, Pacific, Pepperdine, they might not like this rule change so much because they want to slow things down. Look, I mean, look at the numbers, Jerem, just last year. And that brings us to our stat of the day.
1: It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Eight. BYU averages eight more possessions per game than the average... West Coast Conference team BYU averaged 73.3. The average in the West Coast Conference was 65.3. Can you guess who was number 2 in possessions per game in the conference? Ooh. Gonzaga was 3rd. Okay, I was going to say Gonzaga. Who was, second? Who was
0: number 2 in possessions per Gonzaga game?
1: Gonzaga was 3rd at 67.1, so you're talking 6.2 different. Um I don't know. Uh
0: Rex Walters Club, San Francisco? That's right. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, well, and that's because he likes to move with some pace.
1: 67.8. So BYU gets more possessions, more shots, more points. BYU, top five in scoring offense last year. Second in points per possession as well, 1.2. So BYU, decently efficient with that offense. Some, sometimes it's a little ragged, but BYU takes advantage offensively, and Terry Nash, as the offensive coordinator, has done a really nice job with this. Let's, let's push the tempo, make or miss. And it's fun to watch. BYU better basketball product. is fun to watch. What do they need? What's the next step? A little better defense.
0: Well, having to play less D, hmm, guess what? <laughs> that will help. More possessions favors BYU because, again, they're already accustomed to that style. But here's the third point I want to reference, Jerem. Teams will have to make an adjustment like San Diego, Pepperdine, LMU, Pacific, teams that move slow. And there's going to be like an acclimation period for them. So at least for the first year or two, BYU will have an advantage. I don't know how much, but you would think because they're already there and every other team is like, okay, we have to play faster now, this this favors BYU.
1: The idea is that if you increase pace of play, it will be a more exciting brand of ball. But you're right. At the beginning, there will be some bad shots taken because you think five less seconds isn't a lot. That's actually going to impact the game quite a bit, in my opinion. More possessions, more points that should be exciting. This is the era of offensive sports. Every rule change in the NFL is catered to the, NF, to the fans seeing more points. And that's why Tom Brady deflates those footballs, so that they can <laughs> score more points. It just happens. So if the shot clock changes, I see it uh, being an advantage for BYU. And they, I assume that this would go into effect uh, this next season.
0: No, I like that uh, Fran Fraschilla, former head basketball coach and now uh, one of the national analysts, he brought up a few things just in general that will will help from a 30-second shot clock. Uh, Coaches are going to have to get more creative. Yeah, okay. It enhances the development of multi-skilled players. This brings them closer to getting to a 24-second shot clock in the NBA for those elite stars. And there are fewer games in the 50s. Sign here. Yes, you have my vote. Fewer games in the fifties makes the product better. Our Twitter question today: How would BYU basketball specifically benefit from a thirty-second shot clock? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Twiggy or Stone, teams can't hold onto the ball as long. More
1: shots for offense and less time defending. Nailed it. I want less wasted movement. Take it. Make a make a basketball move and uh, take a make a. Make a move that leads towards trying to score the basketball. Let's read this next tweet uh, from at Nevjax. What do Mitch Matthews and my dry cleaners have in common? They're both elite. It's a picture and it's called Elite Cleaners. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That
0: has nothing to do with the Twitter question, but I'm so glad you read that. At Big DXPC. I think a 30 second clock would make the game more enjoyable. My point exactly. You're more likely to watch it if the product is even a little bit better.
1: At some point, go to 24, right?
0: And then they say, I would like to see a 25-second shot clock and make it up in
1: tempo. Women's basketball has been running with 30 seconds in the NCAA on the shot clock for a long time. Why is the men's 35? Why? I don't know
0: how much longer it will be. Make it happen, NCAA rules committee. They decide by Friday. A dominating win last night over the team up north. That means Mike Littlewood of BYU Baseball will be in a great mood. He's back in Studio B next on BYU Sports Nation. Yes, 16. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can join our conversation using the hashtag BYUSN.
1: Coming up June 24th, it's BYU Football Media Day on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Here's a list of the live programs that day on BYU TV. 11 a.m. Eastern Time, State of the Program, 12 to 2, BYU Sports Nation, 4 Eastern, 4 Decades of Dominance. Don't miss it, June 24th.
0: All right, so after June 24th, uh, coming up sometime uh, after that, BYU Basketball Media Day. have no idea when that will happen. In October. But hopefully we're discussing... A major rules change. Our Twitter question today, how would BYU basketball benefit from a 30-second This is the Matt Townsend clock? Show.
1: Your at guide on the side. We'll follow biases. Dr. Matt
0: on Twitter. possession, Which means more Call shots and more points. And the games move at a faster pace, which they love. They're already acclimated to it. We talked about why that's a major advantage. If you missed our initial discussion, download the podcast on iTunes. Great stuff in there. And also use the hashtag BYUSN. Joining us now, Mike Littlewood, the head baseball coach at BYU, who uh, is trying to watch his son Marcus play baseball on his <laughs> iPhone right now. That's it's right. right. It's double
3: A debut. Interview. A debut. You're nice. Right. Jackson, awesome.
0: Tennessee. Uh, how long has the game been going, man? What's going on? It
3: started at 10 o'clock, 10.05 our time. So it's... Bottom of the first right now. Uh, he's hitting ninth, so I'll probably have a chance to see him get his first at bat. So okay, pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, if if he happens the bat, like you can have it in front of you. If he happens to it
3: bad, you can just watch it. Well, Just we call a timeout. Right, like, hey guys, yeah. talk. I'm gonna watch this. Perfect. That sounds good. Like you can walk to out to the mound on the show. Pause the. <laughs> let go. Hold it. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's been a double A theme for uh, not only your son, but for uh, former BYU baseball players. You know, with uh, Brugman, Jacob Brugman being double A, Jacob Hanneman in double A. Um, Adam, and Law? Adam Law getting promoted. To Adam Miller. Adam Miller. This is yeah, Adam this... Miller's
3: a closer, and Adam Miller's throwing ninety nine, one hundred miles an hour. I mean, he's just. He's. I think he's thrown twelve innings and nineteen strikeouts the last time. I mean, he's just wow. not walking guys. So they're they're all doing great. It's a nice trend.
0: It that, is. Uh, that we it have is. going here.
3: It, it sure is. Yeah, it's pretty exciting.
0: Also exciting the fact that you beat Utah last night.
3: Yeah. Sixteen yeah. to yeah. Six. That 16 was okay. We'll take that one. The rivalry series
0: for a 17th consecutive year goes in favor of BYU. Uh, what, what's your team doing so well, especially over the last two games when you score 30-plus runs between the two games?
3: I just think we're playing with a lot of confidence right now. Uh, you know, I think that's such an underrated part of – you can talk about talent and all that stuff, but it's just it's playing with moxie, uh, playing with confidence, and just having fun, and our guys are doing that. We could – Really, with, with how big each game is right now, they could come out and, and uh, be tight and tentative, but they're not, and I'm so happy to see that because if you play, you know, if you play sports with, with any kind of uh, tentativeness, you're, you're going to be in trouble. Uh, and we're just, We made a couple of lineup adjustments and, and spread out our lineup, move Chauncey down to six, Shaver down to seven, and it's kind of spread out our offense a little bit, which has been nice, and the guys have responded really well to it, but just, just having fun right now.
1: What does it mean to – you get a trophy for winning the season series?
3: Yeah. There, Utah. there's, Utah. Uh, yeah, there's about 10 or 12 Deseret Duel uh, little – I guess they're plaques, but they're pretty cool. If you go down to the baseball offices, you can see them lined up, and it's nice to get another one.
0: Mike Little in Studio B on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, you now head to Santa Clara in pursuit of a West Coast Conference tournament spot. And uh, if you sweep them – It's yours. You control your own destiny. How aware uh, is your team of the fact that they need to, I don't know, maybe sweep the series to guarantee
3: that that you get in? I I believe that if we win two games, uh, we're going to get in. Okay. And the the game that we got rained out Saturday against St. Mary's is going to be played on Monday. Mm -hmm. So we get four chances to win two games. And unless I'm missing something, uh, and everybody else that's looked at is missing something, if we win two games, we're in. Because if LMU – we, the, the great thing is we hold the tiebreaker over San Francisco LMU um, Gonzaga, and Santa Clara f- could get in if they sweep us and lMU I believe gets swept, they can sneak in as well but so there 's a lot of different scenarios, but if we win two games uh, we 're going to be in uh, which is which is nice
1: what 's the seating situation in terms of possibly being two or three
3: if we win yeah, we can jump into the third spot, maybe even the second spot if certain things happen if we sweep uh, Santa Clara. I mean, if we win four games, we could easily take second place. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a, the most important game is, is Thursday's game. You know, tomorrow's game is the most important. Win that one. Then the next most important is Friday's game. We're going to go after, like, we'll use Mike Rucker in the pen if we have to. Who He threw one inning last night because he didn't get his start on uh, on Saturday. And he's ready to go as a, as a closer on Thursday, closer on Friday. If we don't use him then, he's going to start on Saturday. So, okay. it, it works out pretty well for us right now.
1: What's gotten back into Colton Shaver?
3: I just think he's – and it's, you may think, well, he's really a smart guy, but he's swinging at strikes and taking balls. I mean, that's really what it is because um, he'll – when he goes bad, he's going to be swinging balls in the dirt and he'll swing at balls out of the zone. But, uh, man, he sure likes playing uh, Utah and Utah Valley because uh, – <laughs> Right? It's, it's incredible. It's just like you know he's going to get a hit. It doesn't matter if it's 0-2. Two, oh two, or 3-1, what the count is, he's going to get a hit against one of those two teams. But he's, he's got a really good approach, uh, an advanced approach for a freshman for sure.
0: His slugging percentage has to be up close to 1,000 against those two teams. Seriously. Yeah, against Seriously. those two
3: teams, yeah, for sure. Yep.
0: Colton Shaver bringing it for BYU Baseball. Mike Little with us in Studio B. Uh, what went into rescheduling the St. Mary's game? Because there was some serious concern on that Saturday rainout. Uh, that your team could potentially take a hit, and it was an unfortunate one because you're chasing down this WCC tournament spot, and if you get to play one less game, then I mean that's that's a distinct disadvantage. And at team. home, now, and at home. And
3: oh, now, now we're at, now we're at St. Mary's. Who's better at? They're definitely better at home. But uh, yeah, it, it it could only have helped us that that uh, playing that game on Saturday because we've got the same amount of wins as LMU right now um, at thirteen. And so a loss, you know, we're one behind in the loss column, which is fine. If we, if we get that rained out, it didn't help us because that winning percentage isn't going to overcome a, another win by them. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy. And, and it wasn't us that even pursued that. It was, uh, I think, San Francisco's coach called the office and said, hey, when are they going to play this? I've looked at every scenario, and I don't understand why they want us to play it. But uh, there are bylaws that say if you go back to the same region, which is the Bay Area, and you have an opportunity to play that game then you're going to play that game and which is great for us. I mean it's just another opportunity. I'm I'm hoping and the way our team's playing I'm I'm not sure that that I'm hoping that game doesn't matter that we can go in and just get some pitchers some innings and but if it does matter we're going to go at it uh, just like any other game. So, uh I don't want our guys thinking, well, if we lose this, we can do this. If we lose this, that yeah. that's not the right way to think. So, we try to you know, let's win Thursday and go from there.
1: So you would play Monday, and then if you're in the West Coast Conference uh, tournament, you would play Thursday as well. Yeah, would we'd, you just stay? there? we Would just stay there? Yeah.
3: yeah, we would just stay there. Uh, it's been it's uh, Lori Sowers has done an incredible job in our in our travel department. <laughs> I mean, just think about think about changing our travel party's 35 people, think about changing flights for 35 hotel, and I mean, just it's it's a, <laughs> a nightmare. And she's she's done, and, and Susan Walters is in there as well. They've done a great job for us, uh, just kind of keeping things. Well, and, and it's nice. We don't have to worry about it. It's like, hey, Lori, okay, I'll get everything taken care of. And we just, like drones, go to the plane and get on and go go to where we're just, supposed to go. Just stare at the desert Exactly. the first <laughs> dual trophy. It? Yeah. We, <laughs> might, we might take good. that. We might take that with <laughs> us as Put well. Put it in the dugout. Check that, yeah. Kate.
0: Okay, clearly the immediate mission ahead is to win game number one on Thursday. Uh, and with you trying to win every game, is are there any other teams in WCC play that I don't know, you're, you're rooting for to to make things shape up the way you want them to in the seeding process?
3: Yeah, well, we would love LMU to to drop some games. Um, they basically have to win one more game than we do. Um,
1: and they play San Francisco? They
3: play San Francisco. So we're pulling for San Francisco all the way. Uh, and then Gonzaga plays Pepperdine. It'd be nice to see uh, Pepperdine go ahead and take care of Gonzaga. I mean, if those two teams get swept, you know, it's it, it kind of takes two's, – two's our number – No matter what anybody else does, Hmm. so no matter what. So if LMU sweeps San Francisco, then we own the tiebreaker over San Francisco. So if we win too, we've got the tiebreaker over them. Hmm. So maybe that's why San Francisco called, thinking that if we lost that game, somehow it's going to help help those guys. I don't know because that's really not the way it works out. But initial thinking, they they may have thought that.
1: I'd love to hear that phone call with uh, San Francisco's head coach. Why did you want this game played again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we had Pete yeah. Meredith on uh, the softball pitching coach uh, last week. He said that uh, he pitched against you mm-hmm. in years past. What do you remember from that experience? And when was that?
3: I remember the, hearing the ball go by me. <laughs> that's what I remember. <laughs> yeah, so when I got done playing pro ball, they, you know, that's kind of what they do. Larry H. Miller, Toyota, and there was another team under that, um, just like the minor league team. They wanted me to play on that team. And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll go do it. And uh, let me just go out and see if I can even hit the ball. And so he probably he probably threw me 30 pitches. I don't even I don't know if he remembers or because we had talked about that. But I think I fouled off one pitch and I sat down the bat. And I'm like, I'm not doing this. There's No, I mean, he was, he was the best pitcher in the world. So maybe yeah. I should have given it a shot. But the other thing about that fast pitch softball at the time, you had to commit like 27 weekends out of the year to Whoa. go to go play softball. And they, they pay him and all that stuff, and it yeah. would have been fun, but I'm probably, probably glad it didn't. So I, I went with the, soft, the slow pitch softball, and that was, that was fun for a while. So. Well, you,
0: you pursued other, other things. Yeah, something uh, I could do. Like refereeing college basketball. That's right. And, and that is our Twitter question right there. Um, if the clock goes from 35 seconds to 30 seconds, how do you think that will affect the NCAA and BYU specifically?
3: Well, you know, probably BYU. It's going to benefit them. I mean, that's what. That's the kind of offense they have anyway. You know, get get up and down. But I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, I, I, sometimes the NCAA does some some wacky things. If they want to make real changes, uh, it seems like they're always chasing the NBA. We let's do the NBA type thing, but but we're not the NBA. You know, we're we don't want to be like them. But they want to do a lot of different things like them. Why not Why not make the institute the rule where? If before you inbound the ball on the baseline going the other way, you call a timeout. You can take the ball at half court. I mean, that's kind of a that should be that's in there. Yeah, so, yeah that, I mean, that's something that's going to really impact the game. I mean, if you're going to if you're going to cut down the shot clock, why not just go to 24, make it all uniform, and then you know when guys go to to the NBA, there's there's no issues there. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I I don't think it's a a big change at all myself.
1: I want to go back to the uh, – you played slow pitch. Uh-huh. We have an intramural softball team oh, like the yes. BYU team. We have a roster spot open in the offseason, which yeah. hopefully isn't
3: soon for you. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll be a, a reserve guy for you. <laughs> I'd swing and pull my hamstring right now. So.
1: We won the uh, championship with the guy that pulled his hamstring. He hit a solo homer and limped around and won. <laughs> Congratulations. <was> pretty awesome <laughs> yeah. last year. Um, with, with baseball, there's been this discussion too the past year, and I know in the minor leagues they have the pitch –
3: Shot clock, mm-hmm. if you will, yeah. the pitch 20 clock. Second.
1: Uh, is, is the NCA trying to speed up its game in any way as well?
3: Well, we have – yeah, they are. So, we get 90 seconds. There's a, if you'll see an umpire uh, that's at third base, we'll have a clock. So, when the last guy crosses the line defensively, they start the clock, and then the next pitch of the next inning has to be thrown within 90 seconds. If not, it's a ball. I've never seen it called in, in my life. Uh, there's warnings given, like, hey, let's speed it up. But we, I mean, we, we want to play with pace and tempo – we don't want to be, like, walking on the field. And then in between pitches, you have to keep one foot in the in the batter's box, just like they do now. They're really – in the minor leagues, they're really making them do it, and the big leagues are like, hey, could you please – Kind get in of here? in yeah. fourth, yeah. You know, could you please get in here for me? And there's really 20 seconds. In. They want every pitch between uh, – in 20 seconds. They just don't have a clock. I think that's a cost-effective thing. I don't think every university can can afford – you know, probably all the Power 5 and D1s, they can do it. But you look at D2s, if it's going to go there, that's pretty pretty costly. It's hard to tell
1: millionaires what to do if you're not a millionaire. Yeah,
3: <laughs> to say please, I guess. <laughs>
1: that's David Blatt of the Cavs.
0: <laughs> Let's end with this. Bronco Mendenhall tweets out a picture of him in one of the off-white BYU baseball yeah. uniforms and says, I'm wearing this every day until the tournament spot is secured.
3: Now, did you put him up to this, or is this on his own accord? This is the, This is the truth. I'm sitting in church, and... We're waiting. So Marcus, they told my son. They told Marcus a Saturday night. Hey, keep your phone by it tomorrow because there's going to be some changes. You're going to go somewhere. So I'm not a guy who gets on my phone in church a lot, but I had it in my bag and because uh, I wanted, I was going to leave and talk to Marcus and see how we could help him. And so my phone, zzz, so I kind of peek at it. <laughs> it's Bronco, and he says. Bring me a jersey, and I'm going to wear it every single day until you guys. Nice. Broncos like, so texting during so church. So I called. He. I'm sure he was wasn't in church yet. So anyway, Steve Bushman got him a jersey, and and that's when he he shot that picture, and I'm sure he's doing it. Yeah, he's that's awesome. throughout the first pitch, and you know he's he's been a support of ours, and you know it's we've talked about me going to his meetings and and finding seeing how they do, and even Coach Rose going to their practices and uh, sitting in with their practices and just. You know, it's kind of like a professional development type thing. Let's see how other guys, once we feel like we know we know everything, that's when everybody else passes us by. So I'm trying to glean everything I can off these guys.
0: Well, you have the support of Bronco Mendenhall, so much so that he sent you a text message <laughs> yeah. while you were in church.
3: Yeah, and I looked what at a, it. I'm what sorry. What a sinner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: That is good stuff. Hey, go enjoy uh, Marcus's game. See that bat right now? we we'll do. I don't on? know.
3: You know I'm, I'm not sure. Can you
0: pause
1: that thing? Hopefully you can pause
0: and oh, just pick it up from where it is. Yeah, like you it. can, you can yeah. go
3: back. You can go back. Where, where are we at? There's a minor league app. <laughs> yeah, it's MILB TV. But back so, in back so in the dungeon fans can
1: watch uh, Marcus. They could watch Adam yeah, Law, They could watch all these. If,
3: if, most of them, at, at the AA level, it's probably 50% of the games that are on not uh, bad. right now. But we're kind of back in a dungeon here. And so...
1: Oh, just no. hit a grand slam. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Five-run home run. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, no, he's, he's not up. So, okay, anyway. We didn't miss
0: it. All right. Well, we will end this so that you can go watch uh, him get his first at back. Coach, great to have you on. Thanks, guys. Good luck in your pursuit of potentially the two or even the three seasons. Yeah, I'm going go. gonna
3: gonna go to go buy some Tums, and right. uh, it'll be a good weekend. <laughs> tum right. to tum tum. There
0: is a U.S. Open Cup match tonight on the campus of Brigham Young University. The head coach of the men's soccer team, Chris Watkins, joins us next to preview it on BYUSN.
1: Sounds epic. U.S. Open Cup.
0: Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes. Stream it on BYUSportsNation.com.
1: Listen, go to the BYU store.com. Get yourself some BYU Sports Nation swag. They got blue goggles. They got t-shirt. Uh, you know, at some point, maybe an elite T-shirt. We'll develop that. <laughs> you can get that on the BYU store. That has store, to happen, by the way. Dot com.
0: That has to happen.
1: Yeah, we yeah we got some elite or not elite, you know, future stuff in the works. So
0: let's refresh today's headlines. BYU baseball smashes Utah last night, sixteen to six. They take the season series two games to one and get another Deseret Dual Plaque. They're running out of room for those in the BYU baseball facility. Colton, uh, if Shaver. only BYU and
1: well. I gave the Pac 12 network a hard time on Twitter, by the way, because they tweeted, the series, the rivalry that doesn't quit. Catch it tonight. And I said, it actually quit for two years in football. Thanks for noticing. Oh. Troll. Yeah, super troll. Sorry. BYU backup. Had, to, back had to do it. Offensive
0: lineman Quinn Lawler, drafted by the Montreal Alouettes with the 48th pick last night. And I hear there is some soccer, Jeremy. So
1: we had more CFL picks than NFL picks. That okay, is true. Well, that should happen, I guess. Aww. Men's soccer tonight. Home debut at Southfield on campus. 9.30 Eastern time in the U.S. Open Cup against Harpo's FC.
0: And in a I don't know who manner. that is, yeah, but Huff, they're going to be who, here tonight. Whoever Harpo's is, they're it's going gonna be down, game. baby.
1: You, you uh, throw out the records when these two get together.
0: Chris Watkins, the head coach of BYU Men's Soccer, as he prepares for their debut performance tonight back in Studio B. Chris, welcome back, man. Thanks for having me. I can't help but notice you have seemed to have brought some of your own soccer swag with you.
2: Last time I was here, you guys admired something I was wearing. Yep. I can't remember exactly Every what. Every time. But uh, we uh, we sell these jerseys at games and at camp, and we sell hundreds of them, literally hundreds of them.
1: So you'll invoice us later
2: for this? So you guys get an invoice. Yeah, we we can't afford to give away too much stuff. <laughs> Woo! But uh, you'll get an right. invoice for $45 uh, in, in Thank your you. mailbox.
0: Very cool. And Very fittingly, cool. it's a number 10. Oh, yeah. The Who? legendary number 10. Exactly. Pedro
2: Pedro's our number 10.
1: Pedro Vasconcelos, my
2: yep. favorite Brazilian yep. soccer player. Here. Thank you very much. Our only Brazilian soccer player. <laughs> <Yeah. but>. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: Really cool stuff. BYU in the U.S. Open Cup tonight against Harpo's FC, as Jerem just mentioned. Uh, for those that aren't aware of what that is, explain um, in layman's terms what the U.S. Open Cup is and what it means.
2: Yeah, it's basically an opportunity for, for teams of all levels to be involved in one single tournament. So the easiest way to explain it is is imagine if our baseball team were to be, to play a game against the Orem Owls today, right? And But if they won that, they would play the Salt Lake Bees. And Ooh. if they won that game, they, they would play, play, they would play the Anaheim Angels. So that's exactly the circumstance we find ourselves in today. We play a team— that would be considered below us, and a, a completely amateur team out of Colorado. So they they won, a, you know, their division and, and the regional against a team from Kansas City, um, and so they come out of the Midwest region basically to uh, to play us.
1: How many how many games would you have to win to play an
2: MLS team? It uh, depends on the draw, but it could be as if if we won two, the third game could be an MLS. Really,
1: team. Yeah. that's not too far down the road. Yeah. Okay, so winner of this one, play, do you know who, who you'd play? Yeah,
2: we play the Colorado Springs Switchbacks, which is uh, a team that plays in and has played against the Real Monarchs, so they're in the same division as them, so kind of a AAA-type team.
0: Okay, so what can we expect from the game tonight as you prepare for Harpo's FC? What do they bring to the field, and, and what does your team do uh, in contrast?
2: Yeah, I think different than most of the games we play, often we play against men, you know, 25 twenty eight year olds these guys are going to be you know the average age is going to be a little bit higher than that um, so I think, I think we 're going to see a, a team that uh, has a little bit more experience than us. Resumes are going to look good you know they 're former pros or, or great players that are just live in the Denver area that get together to play on this team so Experience-wise, they might have a little edge, but I think in youth and quickness, I think we'll have the edge. So we'll see how that plays out.
1: BYU men's soccer is unique in that it's a semi-pro team, the only college team that plays in the Premier Development League, sort of like single-A, I guess, soccer. Mm -hmm. Uh, how, How is the PDL fit for BYU going?
2: Well, I, I think it's a good fit. It's our only fit. Our only other option is to do what, you know, lacrosse and rugby teams are doing, and that's playing club teams. And for soccer, we, we just were, 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 it sounds bad, but we were just a little too good for that. We, we won a national championship, I think, in, in 2001. It was 4-0 at halftime. Whoa. And uh, the celebration at the end was almost nonexistent. It was just kind of mm-hmm. like, yeah, we won. And so it made sense to, to switch it up a little bit. It made sense to challenge our athletes a little bit more. And we have the kind of players who want to come to BYU for all the right reasons. Uh, and so we made the switch. And it's been difficult. Uh, I, think, I think back then we'd lose a game every other year. And uh, I thought it was the greatest coach ever. And I didn't know why I wasn't <laughs> coaching Barcelona, right? And we moved into this league. The first year we went 2-15-1. And, and I figured, man, I'm the worst coach in the history of the world. So, so I'm somewhere in between. Uh, but I think more importantly, our, our, our athletes have a chance to develop on a bigger stage than they would have otherwise
0: let's discuss some of the individual talent that you have on this year's roster for those tuning in tonight or perhaps watching at Southfield, who are the players uh that you're that you're really excited about that could be some of the leaders uh statistically and and maybe mentally on this team
2: yeah well we we don't return a ton from last year so our, our 2014 team qualified for the open cup our 2015 team plays in it and so we're, uh, we're we're down. We have three starters essentially from last year that are they're that back. Depends on how you look at it, but uh, and some injuries tonight. We'll see how those play out. But uh, so we're 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 not the experienced group that we that we'd like to be. But uh, Pedro, returning starter at least most of last year, and he was injured a little bit, but he would have been a full time starter last year.
1: And he married Michelle Murphy uh-huh. of the women's hockey team.
2: Yeah, I think that's the 16th marriage between teams actually <laughs> over over my 20 years around.
1: That's serious number 16. Yeah. Wow.
2: Oh, yeah, it, happened. it used to happen. All the, when the men played in the fall and the women played in the fall, there was a lot more uh, co-mingling, for lack of a better word. <laughs> so uh, so you, it used to happen once or twice a year, and now that the men are playing in the summer and the women are in the fall, it, it doesn't happen uh, quite as often, and I don't care. doesn't matter to me.
1: But uh, you <laughs> had Len, uh, Johnny Linehan and Marissa Nimmer.
2: Yep. You had that connection last week. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we get a few of those, and Johnny seems like a good guy as well. Seems all right.
1: Hey, stop with the co-mingling
0: we got work to do on the field. <laughs> as long as
1: you win.
2: <laughs> Chris Watkins, head
0: coach of BYU Men's Soccer with us in Studio B. Uh, we're always interested in, in knowing what uh, your former players are doing or whether it be, you know, professionally in the soccer game or guys like Garrett G who are making it big business-wise. But uh, what's the latest on uh, some of the BYU Men's Soccer alums and, and their careers?
2: Yeah. Well, Garrett G is probably a good example, a guy that you'll see in the lineup tonight. Um, i, I, I don 't know how public it is, but he was you know he was working and doing doing his thing and sold his business and and is pretty much retired now and goes to school how about a little bit that? <laughs> but he 's uh, done yeah yeah, so life 's good for him and he 's
1: retired
2: he 's <laughs> like twenty five he 's retired yeah i, mean, I think he 's looking for other things to do, but there's i don 't think there 's any need to work I, you should see him he 's refining his body like every he day he has
1: a blog on his fitness right yeah,
2: yeah, and so yesterday fan. we had a team meal at my house and and uh, i <laughs> And we had it catered, but I had... uh I had to ask for a salad because at the end of this thing, I've got all the spaghetti and calamari and all this stuff, and it looks great, right? And I thought, well, gee, he's not going to eat any of this stuff. I don't know what he eats, but I know <laughs> carbs aren't one of them, so I go ahead and buy this salad, and sure enough, <laughs> he's eating this you know, rabbit food the whole time. So. <laughs> if I were him, I would just walk around with my shirt off all day. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd be that guy.
1: But the men's soccer team also might be the only team that plays against people who are older than them. BYU is typically the older team in this case. How how does BYU's, I guess, uh, age and experience and talent stack up against these other PDL teams?
2: Well, I think experience-wise, we're probably a little bit behind the eight ball. I mean, generally, the PDL is for two people. It's, It's either for guys who maybe were drafted and didn't stick and are trying to find a place or they're for, for college, you know, all-conference and all-American-type players to play during the summer. And so our players are are generally, you know, I, I think as a Division One team, we would be very competitive. I think we'd do very well in the West Coast Conference for sure. But in the West Coast Conference, we generally don't have the talent as our, as our opponents do. Um, but we come together and we work together a lot more. We train together from the 1st of January, and so we, we try to make up for it with uh, with a lot of hard work.
0: Okay, so you have... One half of your job description, which is the head coach of BYU men's soccer,
2: that's a volunteer job. Okay, actually, the so. volunteer <laughs> job <laughs> yeah.
0: that requires a ton of time, and then you are officially the associate head coach of BYU women's soccer, and you're literally you're busy year round. Uh, we just talked to Ashley Hatch a few weeks ago in Studio B, and she's pursuing a, a spot on the under-23 U.S. roster, and mm-hmm. you have some great stars on that team. How, what's the update with, uh, with Ashley in her pursuit of playing for Team USA?
2: Yeah, so she went, had a good time, uh, played in some games, and did pretty well. Um, they gave her a little bit of feedback, thought she did well, um, but ha- have no commitments as far as anything further. Okay. Some of that group is also in the, in the Women's Professional League, and so some of those same kids can come down. And so I think they've got to make some decisions. Ashley Hatch can score with the best of them. And hopefully she got a chance to really prove that in that camp. If not, uh, she can. And I hope she does get that opportunity because that girl can score goals. And no coach scores too many goals.
1: (laughs) (laughs) True. That's exactly right. So she wasn't cut per se but no commitment?
2: Yeah, definitely not cut and and given some good feedback where hopefully she'll be back again. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Which team do you support
2: in the world? Uh, In the world – you know, it's, it's going to sound bandwagon now, and I feel bad saying it, but FC Barcelona always have. Barcelona. That's right. Yep.
1: So they, let's see, they're wa- awaiting what, Real Madrid, Juventus today?
2: Today, yeah.
1: In yeah. the Champions League.
2: Champions League semifinals to meet Barcelona in the final.
1: Did, are you watching all of this? Like, are you in, I assume you're an avid soccer fan.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I watch it all. Yesterday, I actually had to do something with my son, so I missed a little bit of it. But yeah, that's, I set my clock around that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and you've—I've I, I, known you for a while, but y-
1: you uh, have been to some big-time yeah. games over in Europe too. Where have you been?
2: Yeah, um, I've been to Barcelona. I've been to Madrid. Watched Champions League games at both both facilities. Uh, and you're been, still alive. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, it's a—it's a safe place. I mean, the, the tougher places to watch games are Central and South America. Those are the places to go. Uh, to watch games, but yeah, I've, I've been really lucky. BYU's been really good to me. I've been able to travel all around the world and watch games, and take our men's team. Really, we've been we've been to twelve different uh, foreign trips over the last twenty years, and so we've seen a lot of places. We'll I
1: have to have you on again because I know uh, back in the day you guys played against a kind of a. What, was it FC Barcelona's B team or something? Yeah, yep. and you played against some Spanish nationals. Like, yeah, big time now. Some and,
2: guys that everyone would know. We we yeah. had the chance to play with play against them when they were seventeen, yeah. eighteen years old. That's yeah. a tease
1: for our next interview. interview ah, whenever that yes. <laughs> Chris, great to have you in Studio B,
0: man. Good luck tonight. Well, uh, thanks, thanks for the jerseys. In the U.S. Open Cup, thank you for the jerseys. And best of luck to the BYU women's soccer as well.
2: Thank you. Thank you. It's a big year for them as well. And and we need some some of that karma today as well. Oh, yeah, we give game. you the karma. So please yep. pass it over. It is granted. <laughs> <Take> it. <laughs>
1: thank you. 9, 9.30 Eastern. Thank you can goodness. watch it on YouTube as well today. Right.
2: Chris, thanks, thanks. Thanks, guys. Up
0: next on BYU Sports Nation, a poem like you've never heard before. That's right, a poem on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. My name is Spencer Linton. The guy next to me, his name is Jerem Jordan.
1: June 24th, all day, we'll have BYU football content on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The three live programs are as follows. 11 a.m. Eastern Time, State of the Program, 12 to 2, BYU Sports Nation, and then 4 Eastern, Four Decades of Dominance. That's coming up June 24th.
0: Uh, June 24th. So, today's May 13th. We're looking at about 40-ish mm-hmm, days. Mm-hmm. 40, 40 days to
1: media day. 40-ish days.
0: 40-ish days away. What about September 5th? Countdown
3: to the Cornhuskers. 115.
1: 115. We used to discuss, like, are we saying 115, or is it 115? Now we just, whatever, we just man. We do it, man. It's year two. Mailing it in, bro. <laughs> mailing it in. Speaking of.
0: How many of you hate the countdown? I know there's at least one out there at Hobosita. But uh, when we first started this
1: again. We're it was doing like, the oh, countdown, man. whether yeah. you like it or not. It, it is part of the it's show. It's a part of the show, man. Okay. Time <sighs> Speaking of ch- mailing it in, I was trying to transition to that, dude. Time,
0: Yeah, mailing it in. Yes. Nice. Time to channel your uh, inner poet. All right. Cue the poetry music. Alright, now we're in the groove. Can you explain what this is? <laughs> I'm going. Of course I am. Okay. How long it's is this time track? for a very special presentation. Poetry Corner on BYUSN. This is new. We received this poem in the mail about a week ago from one of our BYU Sports Nation members, Joyce Elder. Joyce, this is for you. She says. There's a show on BYU TV named BYU Sports Nation. It has two wonderful commentators. Jerem Jordan, and Spencer Linton.
1: It's a show you never want to miss if you're an avid BYU sports fan. It lets you know about every sport and updates you when they can.
0: you learn about what's on this week. They also have a daily tweet about a current situation or a wonderful athlete's
1: feat. They give you the stat of the day and countdown to the first football game. They report on all the athletes and those of past year's fame.
0: They have the current team coaches give updates on all of their players. Of the progress they are making and who needs all of our prayers. That's
1: a stretch, but it works. They traveled to the different tournaments and interviewed the athletes. You'll learn to love each one of them and would personally like to meet. Did we run out of We ran out music? of music. We got to oh, start. No, there it is. is.
0: Okay, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Jerome foolishly said he would shave his head if BYU beat Gonzaga in basketball. Then his head became a bald digger,
1: muy divertito for us all. I ain't saying she a bald digger. <laughs> Spencer keeps things laughing with his horse voice or his faith. Hey. He thinks the teams will all succeed and be a leader, so he oh, says. Oh,
0: snap. <laughs> it's an hour we never miss because BYU sports we truly love. And since we're in our 80s, mm. we hope there are sports in heaven above.
1: Of course, if we don't make it to heaven where we're going, sports will be hot. Since there won't be a BYU Sports Nation, sports will become a thing of naught.
0: Nice, Joyce Elder. yeah. yeah. Nah. BYU Sports Nation, Poetry Corner. Who's playing, the, nice. uh, who's playing the jazz flute in the background? Clearly by the Ron
1: Burgundy at Tito's. <laughs> yes, oh, I'm not even prepared. I don't.
0: Oh, it's in my sleeve. Oh, what do you know? There you go. Seriously, though, Joyce Elder. That's nice. Thank you for mailing nice. that in. Very nice. Not in a bad way. <laughs> Literally mailing that in to BYU Broadcasting and BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, that was great. We laughed thank really you. hard the first time we read that and laughed hard. Clever. The third and fourth and fifth times as well.
1: Yeah. I foolishly said I would shave my head. That's pretty darn accurate. My favorite
0: line. Mui divertito for us all.
1: Very funny, I'll translate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's that took some thought. That's really good stuff. Multiple thoughts, in fact. Who else who else has a poem? You know? Send them in. Send it in Send it in Jerome. <laughs> you know, we get lot we get recently we've we've received quite a few letters. Some of them, they're not as accommodating as this poem.
1: It happens, man. <laughs> oh my <goodness>. Now what?
0: <laughs> I'm just sitting here awkwardly.
1: <laughs> yes, you are. Every day.
0: How come you <laughs> haven't put your soccer jersey on yet, dude? You took the large. You might as well wear it and show off. I, had to, I got the extra large. Should I take that as a
1: compliment, maybe? I don't
0: know. Hey, there was a Cougar drafted yesterday. Did you hear about
1: it? Yes. We will tell you next for the Lakers. Nice ball.
0: BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. let with it.
1: It's time for the Cougar whip Around. Baseball. BYU baseball routed Utah and Salt Lake last night 16-6. 33 runs the last two games for the Cougars. BYU wins the season series and the Deseret duel for the seventh time in eight years. Cougars were led by freshman phenom Colton Shaver, who was three for five with four RBIs and a dub. Cougars and the CFL, eh? BYU backup offensive
0: lineman Quinn Lawler taken as the 48th pick by the Montreal Alouettes. Cool part is, he's a Canadian.
1: Track and field. The last chance invitational. One of the greatest names for an invitational of all time. Begins today at the Clarence F. Robinson Complex at Brigham. Soccer. Men's soccer
0: making its home debut tonight in the U.S. Open Cup at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. BYU against
1: Harpo's FC. Where's my scarf? Broadcast live on the BYU Soccer YouTube page. Yeah, you can watch their home games live. That's cool. Future guests tomorrow: Brian Keel and Fred Warner. Linebacker connection, man. And then Friday, uh, an un-opin- unopinionated, boring interview with Jonathan Tavernari. <laughs> Not that guy always brings it. Jordan, Jordan. <laughs> I love that That's he what calls he called me the whole time. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. I think listen, he knows. Jordan. I think listen. he knows my name is Jeremy. Yes. Bronco didn't. Today's
0: Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. And he DexterLaw.com. We just mentioned him. We're going to say his name again. Colton Shaver, three for five, two runs, four runs batted in in a 16-6 to win over Utah. He hit two home runs on Friday night in a win against St. Mary's, 17-1. to The dude is balling dude as a rake. freshman. He can rake, bro. A freshman. Our Twitter question today. How would BYU basketball benefit from a 30-second shot clock? Here's looking at you, NCAA. Let's go to the Twitter machine.
1: Tweet, tweet.
0: Our good friend at Young 1993 I think it helps so much on the defensive end. Much easier to defend 30 seconds than 35. That's exactly right. That's number one for me, man.
1: Also, at Young 1993 have you seen the new Brian Logan commercials, and what do you think? I want to hear. At Family Budge, opponents would have to... Would have forced shots equal uh, misses equal BYU margin of victory is huge hashtag hope for the best.
0: Here's something I said earlier, Jerem, that with a shot clock change, if BYU continues to win, you know, twenty five ish games, mm-hmm. that number, in my opinion, goes up to twenty seven. And yeah, now you get,
1: you get a game or two based on pace of play. Now I think. we're
0: talking about a single digit seed in the NCAA tournament.
1: Yes. And that's the step for BYU. We talked about it a ton during the regular season. You you need to play a little bit better defense. The offense is great. I I don't think the offense could be much better, to be honest.
0: You want to win games in the NCAA tournament? Get a better seed. This
1: helps BYU. Yes, and play some defense. And play some D. At Coug Jazz Fan, it would increase the possessions in a game, allowing BYU to score more points and take advantage of teams not used to going fast. You're right. There will be an acclimation period where teams get used to it. But still, it's going to be – teams aren't going to play at the same pace as BYU all of a sudden. They'll just play faster than they were. At Big Uncle Pooh, score 150 each game. Hold on just a second. <laughs> Let me put on the biggest blue go- – oh, blue I Google see Google it! Alert.
0: Blue Chase Fisher
1: with 43s!
0: <laughs> he scores an NCAA record, 120. There's also,
1: there's also a new blue goggle commercial, by the way. Yeah. And for some reason, I was the one with the blue goggles. Naturally. Thanks to Mike Littlewood, Chris Watkins, and everyone on our crew, Joyce Elder included. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation.
0: The show is on demand, people. BYUtv.org slash BYUSNN, BYU com. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Gennaro Guilford. Yeah. That circa 2001. Pick. BYU Sports Nation back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern. Yeah. The one pick against Don't Utah. do that Still. jersey, dude.